So would you please stand your feet and welcome my dear friend, Reverend Jeff Taylor Day. Come on, give it up, Harvest Church. Make some noise today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good morning, Harvest Church. It's good to be here. I'm so thankful for how you decorated the place, knowing that I'm coming. I just uh, really appreciate all the effort that you've gone to make it really look special for me. Uh, I have a very, very, very special guest that I don't get to bring with me all the time. I want my wife, Kelly Taylor, to stand, please. This is the, the God's most beautiful soldier in all of his army, and she is the helpmate. And I also have my, my youngest child, my daughter, Brooklyn. Would you stand, Brooklyn? Let them welcome you here. I'm so glad to get to be in. They, didn't, they don't always get to be in church with me uh, as much as I'd like them to be because, well, Brooklyn needs an education. So, uh, so our priority has been to maintain that she has a good education and that, uh, that if that means putting our desires on hold. How many know that's what parenting's all about? You know, putting your desires on. That's why some people are not ready to be parents. They got too many of their di desires that they want to do. But, uh, but, no, but nonetheless, I'm glad to be here. It's really, really good to be here. Uh, so many faces that I know and just love and people that I see year after year. And I thank, I'm thankful. Do you know how special this day is? This is the last Sunday of the year. But it's not just the last Sunday of the year. It's the last Sunday of the decade. We're about to step into a whole new, as far as calendar year, if you go by, you know, how many of you use the actual calendar? You know, it's amazing. There are some people that did not, did not raise their hand. What do you... No, no, no. But the point being is, is that we are at a precipice of not only calendar time but prophetic time. And the things that I'm going to share with you this morning are, I've never shared with them, with any, with any group publicly. It's things that are what Pastor said. And, and yes, I am. I, I do function and operate at times and as the Spirit wills, as, as a prophet. I want you to turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 17. The book of Acts chapter, uh, I'm sorry, Acts book chapter 7. The book of Acts chapter 7. The book of Acts chapter 7. We are living in a very precarious time. The, the world, how many understand the world's getting crazier and crazier and more and more confused? The, we live in a very confused world. If you, are, if you do not have your mind renewed with the word of God, it's getting crazy out there. There are, there are people that, that they don't know who they are. They don't know what they are. They don't, they, they don't know where they're going. They're taking any road to get there. They're just que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. But how many understand you were not put on this earth as some kind of uh, accident? That you were actually loved before you were formed in your mother's womb. That God had a plan for you. The book of Jeremiah, he talks to Jeremiah about this. He said, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. And he said, I had a plan for you. I had a destiny for you. I have something that I want to do. How many understand that God has a perfect destiny for you? His perfect will. He has a plan for your life. A good amen would be appropriate right here. Thank you. Uh, now, here's the deal, is that God did not put you on the earth to just kind of wander. 
He wants you to be very pivotal. I, I don't know if you see commercials. I watch a lot of sports stuff. So sometimes they have these commercials and there's one commercial where there's this green path, this arrow that's, the, how many, you've seen the path? And, and basically what they're saying is this, our company will show you the path to prosperity. So if just follow the green path, we'll show you the path. You know, God has a path. And, 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 and he has a guide. Matter of fact, there is a developed, you have, a, you have something on the inside of you that will show you that path. Now, there's a difference between, uh, well, let's, let's look at our verse and then we'll, we'll climb from there. All right. So Acts chapter 7, verse number 17. That's where I got the 17. Verse number 17. He says, when the time of the promise drew nigh. When the time of the promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt. Now, it's interesting because what he's talking about, he's talking about the rise of Moses, the deliverer. He's talking about how, his, how Moses was a child of destiny, uh, that he was born when everyone else was when the Pharaoh was killing all the babies, that he was born for a time. And, and he was, and he says here, but I wanted you to settle up on this phrase right here. He says, when the time of the promise, when the time of the promise, there's a timing to promises. And that's kind of what I want to minister on to you today in this very pivotal moment, because 2020 will be a repeat of 2019 unless some things change. I hear preachers all the time, this is the year of whatever. And, and the deal is, is that a lot of times, whatever they put this is the year for, God could have done that the year prior and the year after, and it is still being okay. But there are times when the Lord wants to move things, and, ha and it's more of His doing. And when it says timing, now here's what people do when they think of timing. They think of salvation as a timing. They think of healing as a timing. The pro this is a promise. Oh, the promise of healing, the promise of salvation, the promise of prosperity, the promise of deliverance, freedom from, freedom from the devil, freedom from oppression, all those things. Guys, those are not promises. None of those are promises. There, are no, there is no timing to those. There's no different timing to those, for, to those things. Guys... I can tell you that today is the day of salvation. I'm confident to tell you that if you believe with your heart, the Lord Jesus, that God raised them from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, he will save you today. Your, your, your sins will be expunged. Your sins will be, will be completely washed away. Can I have a better amen for someone that's experienced this? You don't have to wait on that. There's no timing to that because Jesus paid the price. He obtained an eternal redemption, and it is not up to God to save you in His time. It's up to you to receive what He's provided. But it's the same thing with anything that Jesus paid for. Jesus took stripes upon His back for your healing. You don't have to wait on healing. Healing can happen the moment you say, Lord, I believe your stripes were enough. I was in Nigeria a few years ago, and one of the ladies said, you know, hey... Um, I, 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 my, my, my best friend has terminal cancer and I made, and she, this is what she said to me. She said, I made my vow and I paid my vow, but my friend is still sick. Why? I said, what is this made a vow, paid a vow thing? 
She said, well, you know, it's been taught to us that when you really mean business with God, that you are to make a vow financial, a financial offering, and then you are to pay, and something that, to show the, and demonstrate the size of your desire. So she made a large pledge, and then she said, I've paid that pledge. The only thing is, is that to add to, she said, why is my friend not? I said, anything you add to the stripes of Jesus diminishes the stripes of Jesus. What you're saying is that the stripes were not enough price for your friend's healing. So you're trying to work and buy your, your healing. Well, that doesn't work in the kingdom because it's by faith. How many understand? We understand these things by faith. We receive by faith. So there's not this timing on healing. There's not this timing on prosperity. How many understand prosperity is now? Jesus became poor that you might become rich. You don't have to wait on... Now, here's the deal. On financial things, what he's doing is he's looking for you to create some opportunities. He's looking for opportunities. And you can receive those opportunities right now. And you can receive your, your inheritance. All those things are not promises. They are provisions. Those are all provisions. And some of you need to hear that. You need, you, you, you're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you. When you become convinced that, bless God, I'm going to be healed regardless of what doctors say, regardless of what my body says, stripes are enough for me to be well in the name of Jesus. Matter of fact, someone is experiencing pain in your shoulder and neck area right in, the, in between the shoulder blades if you'll just raise your hand right now, you're going to be healed. Uh, that's the way the Lord works with me. And if, you, if, you, if you're experiencing that kind of pain, just raise your hand right now. And the power of God is going to minister to you right now. Praise God. Amen. Just receive right now in the name of Jesus. So if we're going to experience, if we're going to experience this timing issue, if we're going to experience this timing thing, what is it, what is it that we need? Well, we, have to, we, we need to understand the difference between redemption and destiny. What I just talked about, promise versus provision. Redemption, you don't have to wait on that. But there are timings to destiny. There are things that God has to work on. And there are three things that I want you to just write down as a, as a way of monitoring the timing. So when I was 10 years old, uh, I always had an understanding, even as a young boy... I, I knew the voice of God, and I knew that I was called. I didn't know what I was called to, but I just knew that I had a responsibility to the Lord. And I had a dream one night when I was 10. I had a dream, and I saw myself standing before a large, to make it short, saw myself standing before a very large crowd in an auditorium. I, saw my, I heard myself saying words I'd never heard anyone say, and I saw a demonstration of God's power that I've, I hadn't seen up until that point. It woke me up, startled me. And I knew that that was the beginning of that, that, that was the beginning or what my destiny was. And so I didn't, so I, I, I maintained very clear focus even through my, my I, I've never been drunk. I've never been stoned. I've never been, I've never been high. Well, at least on drugs, I've never been that I, I've never done that because I wanted to make sure that my life was consecrated for the Lord. And I wanted to make sure that I did things right. Now, I'm not perfect by any means. I, I hear this is a church that's perfect for that. 
But here's what, I, I've made some blunderous decisions. I've made some blunderous mistakes in my life. Anybody else? And, and, and things that probably hurt other people that I didn't intend for, but I mean, there, it happened. But, but here's the deal, is that it was never an intention to ever miss God, never an intention to hurt anybody, never an intention to make mistakes. How many wish you could hit the reset button on some things, you know? I mean, there's, there's some things I'd like to hit the reset button on. But you know what? God doesn't, He's never, your destiny is never moved by those needs for the reset button. Because when I start reading the Bible... There's some other people, and I'm so glad that I wasn't living during that time so that every generation could read my blunders. How many are thankful that you're not written in the Bible? Because, I mean, I listen, I look at what Peter did. I look at what Abraham did, and it was Sarah's idea. I never met that woman. If you don't know the story, go back and read it. I'm just saying, there's some stuff in your Bible that the destinies of these individuals was not hindered by their mistakes. So a lot of times what we've done is we say, God, my mistakes are bigger than you are. You can't finish the work because my mistakes are too big. You don't understand how resolved he is and how much power he has to take you from your righteous mess to his righteousness and bring his destiny to pass in your life. Isn't that good? Well, there's a, the first thing I want you to see is the importance of God's timing is, is that uh, look here in Luke chapter 19. Let's go over to Luke chapter 19. Jesus was very concerned about Jerusalem and Israel. And, and, and his main concern was not just the fact that they weren't receiving him. As a matter of fact, in Luke chapter 19, if you found it already, verse 41 if you skip down to verse 41, he begins saying, Now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you on every side, and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. He is saying because they didn't understand what the timing of what God was trying to endeavor to do, that there is this visitation, a timing to this visitation that it was actually going to work to their disadvantage. Because you cannot be, you cannot be a spiritual ostrich with your head stuck in the sand and be drunk on the world system and always get your readings from what the world is. Well, you know, I think the economy is not going to be good this year because it's election year, so I just think they'll come. I, if, the, if, this, if our country decides to have a recession, I'm boycotting. I just choose to boycott this stuff. Why? Because, first of all, I don't live by that. According to Philippians 4.19, he's going to supply my needs regardless of what 
my government does, regardless of what my what, what the economy is, he's still obligated to do what he has positioned me for, regardless of what's going on in the system. But the deal is, is that my mindset is I cannot let that happen. But here's the deal, is as long as we're drunk on this world system, got our head in the spiritual sand and not know the time of our visitation, it will not go well with us. We have a personal responsibility. It's not just pastor's responsibility to tell you what's going on. It's not just the evangelist or the, or, or the guest minister's responsibility. It is for you to get before the Lord, bow, kneel, and begin to ask the Lord intelligent questions. You know he's intelligent. And he can have intelligent responses if you have a heart that is bent on listening. And when we listen, he will disclose the timing. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to know your timing. Go ahead, tell somebody. You need to know your timing. Because the time of your visitation, guys, the timing and the hour has come, your visitation. 2020 is going to be a visitation. There is a visitation coming in 2020, the likes of which we have not seen for many years and some elements we have never seen. And I mean spiritually. I'm talking about revivals, outbursts of revivals. There are coming rural revivals, outpourings of the Spirit, where signs and wonders, what Pastor was talking about, demonstrations of these gifts, they will be on the outbreak. It won't just be in the marketplace. It will be in the church because this is where people gather together to celebrate God's presence. However, it won't be contained to the four walls of the church. It is what God does in here, He does for out there. One more time. Now, here's, here's another issue. Let's go, let's go back to the Old Testament for a moment. So we need to know the timing. But what are the requirements? First of all, you need to have vision. We, we, we have to have a vision to the timing. What, in other words, if you arrive at your destiny, how, you, how will you know that you got there if you didn't have any signposts? Point into that direction or you didn't know? Listen, when we saw, when we saw the causeway, I knew we were close yesterday. We were driving down here, and when we got to the causeway, oh, oh, I, I've been here before. I, I, know, I know I'm getting close now. Now, the drive from Atlanta is not too bad, but the deal is is that, you know, you want to get there. How many have ever had that road trip where are we there yet? Well, I've had a few of those. So, and, and it takes all day to cross Texas, by the way. States just blow by after you get out of Texas, you know. Now, now here's the point. If you don't know what, you're, what to look for, you won't know when you're getting close. And when you're destiny, you need to have a clear understanding. So here's three things that, that will help you. Number one is having a vision. And I want you to notice in 1 Chronicles, write this down, 1 Chronicles chapter 12 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. The Bible is describing individuals that were in David's army. And in David's army, there was a list of several individuals. But here in verse 32, he says, Of the sons of Issachar, these are the sons of Issachar, they, 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 were, they were sons that were in the army, but they had a very, he had a very unique comment to, this, to these sons, the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. 
It's one thing to know the time. It's another thing to know what to do in the time. There's a difference. Too many people, they, they want to know. That, how many have ever been around the person that tries to be more spiritual than they actually are? Don't look at them. Just say amen. No, there's not, those people aren't here this morning. They're not at the 9 o'clock service. Maybe, maybe the 11. We're not sure. Uh, but, uh, but you know those people because they, the stuff that they say, they want to appear as being spiritual and having a grasp, using, the, using all the correct terminology just to make it just mysterious enough to make you go, ooh. I hate that stuff. You know why? Is it because as long as you have to put on, you don't have any authenticity. And I love authenticity. Don't tell me I can get healed if you're not going to help me get there. Don't tell me I can get saved if, you, if you're not going to help me get there. And don't tell me you know stuff if you're just playing games. And these men not only had understanding of the time, but they know what Israel ought to do. And guys, the Lord wants us to be a people that just doesn't know the time. Oh, we're, we're in the time. We're in the time. We need to know what to do while in the time. You, you ever heard the, the, lifetime, the, the opportunities of a lifetime have to be seized within the lifetime, lifetime of the opportunity? <laughs> opportunities of a lifetime have to be seized within the lifetime of the... How many understand they call them windows of opportunity or doors of opportunity? There's a reason because there's an expiration date on opportunities, isn't there? Guys... That's what God wants to do with us. He wants to give us the idea of what we are to do when we ought to do it. So that we are positioned to not only fulfill the call upon our life, but to bring Him glory and to establish His kingdom in this last... How many understand, if you read the back of the book, we have a great exit. We're not going out with our tail tucked between our legs. We're not going out with this whole hum, you know, I guess nobody likes us, everybody hates us, I guess we'll eat some worms. We're not going out. We're going out as glorious. We're going out as envious. We're going to go out and people are going, man, those people, how did they do that? That's because of the greatness of our God. We cannot have people. That's why God is raising up people to be bold in this hour, to be, to be polarizing in this hour. This world has been confused. It's time we shake them up, wake them out of their slumber and say, Hey, y'all, salvation is for real. And there is no God that saves like our God. And God has a plan. He knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb. And he wants to show you how good he really is. Can I have a better 9 a.m. amen? Now, here's my point. God wants to give you and download a fresh vision. Some of you, I know you've been, I know some of you in here, you've been sitting on a vision for a long time. Did you know that God's vision for Abraham started when he was 75? I mean, think about this failure to launch. He's living with his father in his father's house at 75 with his family. Oh, yeah, but they did that back then. I'm still saying that's failure to launch, dude. Because the first thing God says is get out of your father's house. And I'm sure his father's like, yes, that is the word from God. Right? Some of you, you're laughing a little too hard here. Easy. Now, here's my point, is that some of you think you've been waiting for so long, 
you have, you have to understand the guy who is not confined to time is the one that made the promise. He's not looking for the perfect time for you. He's looking to where you say, you know what? There's no way I can do it. So you can't take any of the credit. Some of you look at me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Lord, why didn't you fulfill this when I was a lot younger, when I could really make a go of this? Because you were doing it in your strength. He said, I want you to do it in my strength. I, I want you to be void of all your suggestions and ideas. I want you not to have to Google search what you're to do next. I, I need you to just be able to trust me when you don't know what to do and wait on me knowing that I had every step planned from the beginning and rest on me that I, I've got you on this thing. I, I, will, I will fulfill it. I will take care of this. I will, I'll take care of this locally. I'll take care of it internationally. I'll take care of it every area. I won't let one area go. He's, he's great at keeping the score. And he will make sure every part of the destiny God has promised you will be taken care of and will be fulfilled. Turn to somebody and say, I think you need this. Go ahead, tell somebody. I think you need this. Let me give you, another, let me give you one other thing. First thing, you need vision. The second thing you'll need to recognize, once you have the vision, that's, that's the beginning. That's usually what, how God starts with you. The second thing is, is that you're gonna, he, he's going to put people in your life. He's going he's to have people connected to you that will help fulfill the vision. Because God doesn't call you to a what. He, calls you he also calls you to a who. He doesn't just call you to a thing or, or a, a, an event. He's not, he's, he's, not, he's not called you to do one thing. He's called you to do, it's a process. And that process involves people. Because the transformation is not just taking place in you, it's also taking place in the people that are called alongside you. God didn't just call you to do something. He called you to be something for someone. So it's not, it's not, a, it's not just about you accomplishing, crossing the finish line. No, it is about how you impact people's lives. That's the way that destinies go. When he told Jeremiah, he told Jeremiah, he said, I ordained you that you be a prophet to the nations. He's a prophet to the nations. What has, who has God called you to? Whose success matters to you? Whose failure pains you? Whose pain do you feel? Those are all keys to your anointing. Those are all keys to your destiny. Who is it that matters to you? Whose success is, 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 is priority to you? Those are all keys to that anointing and that destiny that's on your life. So vision, connections, and then the last thing that I want to spend a little bit of time with is that is opportunities. Once you understand the what and the who he's connecting you, he's going to then open up doors of opportunity. When, how many understand that God is a, he, he's not just the alpha, he's the, he's not just the first, he's the, He's not just the author, but he's the finisher. So he, he I, I hear a lot of people say, God's doing a new thing. Yeah, but how about let's fix up the old thing? 
How, let's, how about let's... He's a great finisher. God is a great finisher. And what I mean by that is if when Paul tells the Philippians, he says, he says, he that begun a good work in you. There's a lot of people that are, every year they're beginning. God's doing a new thing. Yeah, but you know, there's some other new things he was, I like him to sew up. You know, I like to him for, to wrap up some of these old, some of these other new things. Now, he's not just a good finish, a, be, a beginner, but he's a good finisher. And how many understand that when God gives you a destiny, you look here, but what you see there, it looks impossible. So how are you going to get... And if you've ever done this with before God, I, I, I've done this many times. Lord, how are you going to get me from here to there? How, how do you get us from one place to the next? Here's how he does it. Through a series of opportunities. When God goes to fulfilling, the first step is he's going to give you the vision, but he's going to give you the connection, and then he's going to open up a door. And you know what that door looks like a lot of times? A problem. You know what that door looks like a lot of times? Work. It looks like a crisis. And the moment you step into that, you don't realize. But now, here's what Paul said. He said, I want you to pray for me. He told the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. He said, I want you to pray for me. He said, because there's set before me a great door. He said, but there's a lot of adversaries. Guys, here's what I, here's what I know about opportunities. Is they are always coming with a lot of trouble. Well, I just need a carefree life. Guess what? You're in the wrong kingdom. Because there's another kingdom out here that don't like you. So as you, start, as you start working down this, he's, it's a series of doors, a series of opportunities, people and, and things, of opportunities to deal. You need to know what opportunities are coming at you that are God and which ones are distraction. You need to be able to recognize which opportunity is a door that God is opening that he wants me to step through that is going to be the next installment of this way that he's leading me to get me to my destiny and this whole process of destiny, how he does it, and which one is the distraction from the enemy. How many know Delilah was a distraction from the, from the destiny? Uh, Samson. For those of you that don't know, that's a distraction. It looked good, probably felt good, probably had, some, had a season where, man, I feel like this is really God. No, but, but in, all, in all actuality, it was a distraction to take him away from his destiny. And here's my point. There are things that are coming from the enemy that are going to come as a distraction. 2020 is going to be filled with doors of opportunity that are going to, what your pastor has said already, it's going to get you further faster. Now I want to pray for you today because I want you to have eyes that see and ears that hear what doors you are to walk through with great strength and what doors you're to walk to absolutely avoid. People that you need to step away from and other people that you need to embrace. Can I pray for you? Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every man, woman, boy, and girl in this place. I pray for them because we are living in a very, very strategic time in your kingdom. And Lord, I thank you that as you are moving upon us, even in this moment, that you will answer us by giving us ears to hear eyes to see, 
hearts to understand not only that we are living in your timing, but, Lord, what we ought to do in this time. Lord, I pray for those that are maybe watching by, by video. I pray for them that as their heart is stirred right now, that you minister directly to them, that they will know what they ought to do. Even sometimes the more difficult decisions when they feel reluctant, feel apprehensive, when there's a lot of caution. But, Lord, they know that they know it's you because you're leading them with a sense of peace. Lord, I pray for them that, they, that 2020 will be a year where divine doors will open up and great doors and that we will not be intimidated by the adversities or the adversaries, but, Lord, that you will break us out and break us through into your destiny in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. How many received that this morning? Is there anybody here this morning that you would like to make Jesus the Lord of your life? That this is the best decision you can make on, on, this, side of, on this side of heaven. It's the, it's the only way, it's the only decision you can make. If you would like to make Jesus the Lord of your life, if you'd like to give him all your heart, today is a day that you can, you can do that. It takes surrendering, saying, Lord, I receive your son who you raised from the dead, and I confess all my sins. Help me to live for you in Jesus' name. Can we give the Lord a praise offering? Come on, let's give the Lord a praise offering.